This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically our 8am show. Hope you're doing good and well this morning as we are just a couple of days away from the big game against Leeds and just a day away of course from Liverpool's hosting of Spurs tomorrow evening what is promising to be Oh, it's such a big game. <laughs> Liverpool need to take points away from Spurs for us this weekend. It would come in so handy uh, with our chase for top four still very much alive and, yeah, brimming with life, in fact. Um, but I hope you're doing good and well and joining me from wherever you happen to be in the world. Let's jump into the chat and say some good mornings to people that have tuned in early on. Matt G, good morning to you. To Paul. To Scotty, good morning to you, mate. Marcus, Kevin, Rob, Martin, hope you're doing all good, guys. Uh, NSW, Gladstone, uh, Martin, Vuk, Jose, Shreyas. We've got GGTV for you. We've got Rich, Bruce. Uh, who else have we got? Afsar, Lars. Uh, we've got uh, AV, Christopher, Blackshine, Alpha. Uh, only hundred, only 450th today. Haha. <laughs> morning, TGT familiar. Uh, game day approaches. You've got to be quick, Alpha, to get anywhere close to the top of this lift. They are a committed bunch of listeners, that is for sure, and we love them for it. Jerome, good morning to you. Simon, runs with cows. Good morning, guys. Hope you're all doing good and well. There is a poll for you to give an answer to in the chat box this morning as well. Make sure you drop a vote on that and then drop a like on the video as well. Without further ado, let's kick on with our stories of the day. We've got plenty to discuss but as always please go over and subscribe to the Arsenal Way I'll be live over there at 10am and also now live on the Arsenal Way is my interview with Joao Trelliao the former coach at Benfica of Nuno Tavares so if you want to get some inside scoops about how Tavares is as a person how he would have reacted to those early substitutions against Forest and Palace and how he needs to deal with the links to Aaron Hickey you need to make sure that you're all caught up with that interview so you can do that by going and watching 
the interview over there. We start off by wishing two, uh, well, one current gunner, but on loan, and one former gunner, a massive congratulations in the European competitions last night. Firstly, Reese Nelson on loan from Arsenal drew 0-0 with William Saliba and Matteo Genduzzi's Marseille with Feyenoord, progressing them to the UEFA Conference League final, who they will play against Jose Mourinho's Roma and Tammy Abraham, of course, also linked with Arsenal. Lots of Arsenal-related stuff going on in European competitions, despite the fact that Arsenal aren't there. And an even bigger congratulations to Aaron Ramsey's Rangers. Ramsey wasn't in uh, the game. He's, I think, still injured, uh, unsurprisingly so. But it was quite an atmosphere at Ibrox. If you weren't watching the game, you definitely should catch up on the atmosphere because it was quite incredible. Seeing Ali McCoist at the end of the game celebrating from the punditry, uh, punditry box was was brilliant. So a massive congratulations to Rangers and to Feyenoords and of course to Roma and Frankfurt as well. West Ham couldn't make it. I've seen a lot of fans, uh, Arsenal fans in particular, giving a bit of stick to West Ham for playing such a strong team against us at the weekend. I don't really know why, to be honest, because if we were, you know, if we were in their position where they could have gone above Manchester United in the league if they'd have beaten us, we would have wanted us to play a strong team in both games and then been questioning why we didn't go strong. These are professional athletes. Can they not play two games a week? You know that's what we'd have been saying. So I'm not going to give West Ham stick for playing a strong team, to be honest. It made sense for their season because if they got knocked out of the Europa like they did, you know, qualifying for the Europa could only be done by finishing above Man United, which looks pretty tough to do still with the games that are left remaining this season. But a massive congratulations, as I've already said to those that progress to the finals. Uh, now, Matt Smith. Um, I keep saying Matt Smith when it's not Matt Smith. Tom Smith. Uh, we, we do have another guy called Matt Smith who's currently on loan at Doncaster. Um, but Tom Smith has signed a new deal. He's a young goalkeeper that's uh, been playing for the under-23s a little bit. Got six appearances for them, mainly playing uh, for the other youth sides as well. Uh, he's gained valuable experience on loan at Salisbury, Dover, uh, Welling United as well. So they do seemingly like him enough that they would keep sending him out alone but he signed his first professional contract with the club so a massive uh, big congratulations to Tom Smith uh, always good to have a player in the Arsenal team with a good first name finally um, and a very interesting story coming out uh, from Granite Xhaka who has been talking about Martin Odegaard being the future captain he says he is, our, he is the future of this club he's already captain when Alexandre Lacazette does not play he can be very proud of himself you see how far he has come in his head mentally he is very young only 23 but in how he behaves and is on the field he looks like he's 30 he looks like he has already played 500 or 600 games he can definitely become Arsenal's captain he has the DNA in him he works as hard every day as if he were in a fight he does a lot of extra work he is humble and everyone in the dressing room listens to him why not so it seems that Granit Xhaka has certainly handed the mantle of captaincy in Erdogan's direction from his perspective the Athletic released an article a couple of days ago that Granit Xhaka is basically the de facto captain despite not having to wear the armband so it's quite high praise certainly praise I think that Mikel Arteta will take into account when it comes down to talking about Martin Odegaard as captain. Kieran Tini, we know, was probably ahead of Odegaard, but I think that things like this, plus the fact that Tini's got his injuries, lean towards Odegaard becoming the captain of the club next season on an official basis. I would love to see it. He's my number one pick. And to be honest, I like the fact that we don't necessarily need an armband to determine who's captain, that we've got lots of leaders throughout the side. It's something that has been lacking at Arsenal over the last decade. And certainly we need to add that into the team. 
Let's move on to our next story. And Crystal Palace are the club that look closest to signing Christy, uh, Crystal. Crystal. Uh, I say Crystal Palace twice then. Um, but Crystal Palace are the closest team uh, that are closest to signing Eddie and Ketty. They've made it an absolute priority to try and bring him in on a free. Arsenal would get compensation from this. This is why Arsenal would probably prefer Nketiah if he is to leave to move to another English club because it would give Arsenal some compensation fee. Don't know how much that would be, but some compensation fee in the deal. If he moves abroad to Gladbach where he's also been in, uh, linked to, I don't think we receive anything um, for that. So there's like kind of a catch-22 because yes, he goes to another English club, could compete against Arsenal in the future, but Arsenal would get some money for that deal where they wouldn't if he was to move, say, abroad. So I'm fine with him going. I still think he does need to go and does need to be moved on um, because he's just not of a level that's going to take us to that next step of strikers that we need to sign. But Crystal Palace, at the moment in time, seem to be the ones that are in the lead for this. One player that does, unfortunately, not look like he will be joining the club this season, though, is as further reports confirmed yesterday that Paolo Dybala seems to be the guy moving to Inter Milan in the summer on a free transfer from Juventus. This obviously has a knock-on effect on another Arsenal transfer target that we already know about, and that's our headline story, Latara Martinez. Now, Martinez's agent actually spoke yesterday about his situation. He said, we are not depending on a transfer. He is at Inter. He is happy. The city is wonderful. Sometimes the press publishes things about a transfer, but Latara is thinking about Inter, giving uh, the people of Inter joy and becoming champions and working for the World Cup. It's not confirming he will stay. It's just one of those classic lines, you know, that if you want him, you're going to have to come in with a very big bid. But with Dybala looking like he's moving to Inter, and he's a very similar kind of profile to Latara in terms of, you know, the diminutive height, the technical skill, the playing alongside a more physical striker like Dzeko, it makes sense that Martinez would move. The Sunin group who own Inter are said to be open to a sale because they need to still, you know, make a considerable amount of funds back still in terms of sales, despite selling Hakimi and Lukaku. Latara Martinez could still be on that list of players. They would move on. And Arsenal, according to the Times, as we reported the other day, are very interested in signing him. So there you go. Um, very interesting stuff. Uh, and that concludes all of today's stories, which means we're going to jump into the chat box and answer as many of your questions as we can today. So let's do it. Okay then, uh, let's jump into the chat and see what we're having a chat about. Uh, Nick says, hi Tom, do you see James Ward-Prowse as an upgrade on Granite Xhaka? I would take him. He's got all the good elements of Granite without the red cards and errors. I think James Ward-Prowse is... Certainly a player that would give Granit Xhaka a solid run for his money. I see what you're saying there. You don't really associate uh, Ward-Prowse with the mistakes that Xhaka makes. He would have to acclimatise. But yeah, I think there's the potential for him to take us a little bit more of a step up on Granit Xhaka. I'd be very open to signing him in the summer. And he's certainly a player that I like a hell of a lot as well. Um, let's go to uh, Liner, who says, Is Gabriel Jesus enough for a top three finish in the Prem next year? Not on his own, he's not. Um, but I certainly feel as part of a group of signings, he is. I think he's a quality forward that can add so much more to our attack and add so much more consistency and versatility to our forward line. Not on his own, but certainly as part of a group of signings, I think Gabriel Jesus fits that mould plenty. 
Um, let's scroll up a little bit more and see ones I missed. Uh, let's try and find some questions that I didn't manage to answer from earlier on in the show uh, that aren't going to involve me swearing at Tottenham. Uh, Scotty says, can we get Yaya's manager to curse Tottenham? I, I, you need to tell me more about this story. Curses? What curses are going on? Uh, clear away dose this morning, Tom. West Ham fans must be angry with Moyes fielding such a strong team. What do you think? I kind of covered that, didn't I, earlier? I said... I don't think uh, I don't think I think we'd be angry if we didn't field a strong team in the league when we had a chance to go up to sixth in the table. If we'd have done that last season, people would have been frustrated by it. So I would have gone strong. I moan about Emery not going strong in the games against Crystal Palace and against Brighton when we had that Europa League final that we lost. We should have gone hard in those games as well, and we could have got top four that season. You should always go as strong as you can, you know. And if you need to make a couple of changes, sure, but. I think they had to give themselves the best chance of winning as they could. All right, let's scroll back down again. Amira says, we've not seen much of sideways Elneny these past few games. What do you think that's down to? Coaching, not having the right players around him in the past, or has he always had this in his locker? I think that the reason why you've probably seen him be more proactive and progressive um, than we've seen in recent games is obviously in part due to what Mikel Arteta is asking from him. The player he's replacing is Thomas Partey. Him having Thomas Partey in the team itself would certainly help him as a player to learn, to develop, to get better um, and I think inspire himself from what Thomas Partey has done and knowing that he's got to come in and replace what Partey does, he then himself will want to be a little bit more positive with his play. But coaching and Partey's presence, I think, are the big reasons as to why you're seeing such an improvement in Elneny in these last few matches. Shreya says, Hi Tom, if we don't get Saliba back, do we need a replacement? If yes, who? Uh, and the answer is yes, Shreyas. We absolutely do need to sign someone if we don't get um if we don't bring Saliba back. I'd be looking to someone like Edmund Tapsoba, Evan and Dika. Um there's someone else as well that skipped my mind. Uh, I really like Verba, who plays for uh, Salzburg in Austria. If you, he's a left-footed centre-back. You know, he's, he's very, very capable. Certainly someone I think would be a, an asset to the team. But there are other centre-backs out there that you could certainly go for if you are going to move Saliba on. Uh, Coop says, uh, how many Arsenal players do you think should make the Premier League team of the season? Um, how many? Saka? Erdegaards, um, centre-back-wise, I mean, you're not going to get too far past the likes of Diaz and Van Dijk. Uh, to be fair, Matip could easily be in there as well. From a Chelsea perspective, Rudiger has been amazing. Um, so I'm not sure you're going to see the centre-back go in there. Left-back, no. Right-back, no. Goalkeeper, still probably not. He's not had the most clean sheets and he's had some moments as well as Ramsdale. Odegaard, I think, has got a shout just for his consistency and how good he has been. Saka, of course, I think should be in there. Um, I found it weird. I think I saw the, the FIFA Premier League team of the season. I don't know if that's actually the right team of the season for what it is, but how Bruno Fernandes is in there, I have no idea. No idea. It's never accurate because they're just going off trying to get the best players to, to convince you all to buy packs. And that's why I don't play FIFA because it's just... It's taken advantage of, of people from a gambling perspective without it being gambling is what it's EA is doing. Sasha, should we look to exploit more free transfers this season? It depends on who they are. You know, I don't think we should do it for the sake of it. But if you can get players in of a certain quality, like that's why I was very open to the Paolo Dybala move. Because I think as a free signing, that made a hell of a lot of sense. Um, but there are a lot of players that are in their last year 
of contract, uh, expiring contracts on transfer marts certainly will tell you who's you know kind of who's available for a free move this summer. Let's have a quick check on who is still on this list. I saw that Matthias Ginter signed for Freiburg already from Gladbach. That's a good move for Freiburg, and Freiburg are really stepping things up in the Bundesliga for themselves. So that's that's unsurprising. Um, Paul Pogba, people will talk about. Frank Kessier is obviously going to Barcelona. Dybala looks like he's going to Inter. Andreas Christensen looks like he's going to Barcelona. Antonio Rudiger looks like he's going to Real Madrid. Usmane Dembele could yet sign a new deal with Barca, but he's certainly someone I think would be an interesting signing. Bubakar Kamara, a really good 22-year-old midfielder that can play at centre-back. Certainly someone, if we want to add some depth and replace El Elneny, I think would be a really good decision to go for someone like him. Um, Alessio Romagnoli, I thought he was going to be signing a new deal at Milan, but at the moment he hasn't. Um, scrolling down a little bit more, Jason Denea at Lyon as a depth centre-back if we lose Saliba, possibly. Um, Florian Grilic is someone that people talk about a lot as kind of a defensive midfielder. Uh, Austrian international player for Hoffenheim, perhaps he's someone that we could go for. Uh, Taliso at Bayern Munich, I thought he was also in talks for a new deal, but nothing supposedly signed yet. So there are plenty of players out there that you know you could sign on free transfers that are some really exciting potential players. But we need to make sure that they're going to be good enough for the team and we're not just doing it for the sake of it. Uh, Jay says, good morning, Tom. From a rare, bright and blue morning in London, any news on Tomiyasu after he was subbed off uh, withholding uh, his calf last game? Look, I think that this is not something necessarily that we need to be too worried about right now because Tomiyasu was never going to make the full 90. He walked off the pitch comfortably. He wasn't limping in any way, which is a good sign. But Mikel Arteta's press conference is today. So as far as I'm aware, it's today. So we shouldn't have any issues regarding that uh, at all. Let me just do a quick check on my rotor to see if the press conference is indeed today. So I don't want to give you any wrong information. What is it, the 6th? Um, oh, it, it's not on my thing. It doesn't say that there is a press conference here. So I assume that it's today, but I've got no indication on my rotor to say that it is. But who knows? I think it should be. It's Friday and the game's on Sunday. It's never usually on a Saturday. That would be very odd. Uh, Shreya says, Hi, Tom. Uh, if we don't get Saliba back, do we need a... Oh, yeah, we've already done that one. Vishal says, Did you watch the Marseille final match? No, I watched the West Ham game at the start and then I watched the Rangers game uh, at the end. Uh, do I see us keeping hold of Saliba past next season? I hope so. This summer's a really important summer, Vishal, for Saliba. I think his future will kind of be decided this summer. If he's here for the season, then we've got a really good chance of keeping him and signing a new contract. If he goes, I don't think so. So, yeah. Uh, MJ says, of all the players linked to Arsenal for the summer, how would you rank the links? For example, Hickey being the most likely and Lataro being the least likely. I think, MJ, that's an entire video by itself. And it's certainly something that when the season finishes... We'll be going through all of our transfer targets, not only breaking them down in a tactical breakdown video, but also ranking them and doing our uh, our ranking lists that we've been doing. We quite enjoyed them during the January window, so we'll probably be doing them again. I mean, it says, Tom, if we get top four, would you say that January was not an Arteta mistake? No, um, it was a mistake. And I will sit here comfortably and say that we could have confirmed our top four status probably by now if we'd have been better in January because we missed Bruno Gimoraes and if we had have signed Bruno Gimoraes then there we would have improved our midfield significantly um, we probably wouldn't have lost necessarily those games against Southampton Brighton or maybe even Crystal Palace maybe even other big games that we drop points in and we don't know what's going to happen in the last four games of the season so it's still a mistake 
it's nowhere near a masterclass not to sign anyone when the options are out there for us to go and get. Uh, that guy there says, what style of forward do you think Nketiah is developing it into? Would you keep him if he signed a Jesus or a Martinez and a winger like Gakpo and Diaby? No, he's too similar to a Jesus Martinez in terms of style, not in terms of quality. Uh, diminutive, energetic, technical finisher. Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, we would keep him if we signed one of those. If you just signed a Patrick Schick or a Tammy Abraham, then maybe, but I'd rather go out and sign a Gabriel Jesus and on top of one of those more physically developed forwards. Um, let's go to Keith. He says, Hi, Tom. Good shout on James Ward-Prowse. He's got a lot of quality in great corners and free kicks. The only thing is pace, but I think he's quicker than Granite. But I would think I would like him in or Basuma. I don't think people put too much emphasis on pace. You look at um, Liverpool and Manchester City, Rodri, um, Thiago, Jordan Henderson, Fernandinho. These aren't the quickest midfielders and have never been the quickest midfielders, and yet they're so good at what they do. You don't need pace in a central midfielder. You need pace in maybe one or two of them if you're playing in a three, but you don't need pace in all of them. You can have an orchestrator or a sitter that does brilliant things. And I think that Arsenal have had that and done that successfully for years. And I think that so have Man United, Man, sorry, Man City and Liverpool. So I don't think you necessarily need pace. Uh, it isn't FIFA. <laughs> Sasha says, what I mean with exploits is looking at the free agent market and picking up the best of them. If there is a good option for us, then absolutely, Sasha. Absolutely. Uh, scrolling down a bit more. Has Gabriel Links gone quiet? No, I don't think they've necessarily gone quiet. They're still there. It's just when that moment when they come out, because, you know, information's been leaked or someone's heard a bit of information, there's a bit of a uh, kind of a peak in the talk about those players. But you'll have to wait until the end of the season, ultimately, to find out what's happening with Gabriel Jesus. Um, Daniel says, please read as a gooner with a family full of Spurs. I'd love him more, nothing more uh, than Liverpool beating Spurs than us taking top four at their ground on Thursday would be no better feeling. What's your thoughts on this? Daniel, my thoughts are I can't echo it any more than you've just said there. It would be an absolute dream scenario if that is what happens. And I certainly hope that it is. Um, Sasha says, uh, we ne we seem to rely on taking the lead and struggle to turn games around when behind. Why is this and what's the fix for it? I think solving the issue is key rest of this season and especially the next. Look, I agree with you. You know, that's why it's so important that when we play the rest of our games this season, we score first because turning around score lines has not been a strong point. In fact, I'm trying to think of a game where we did turn the scoreline around and I'm not sure that there is an example in the Premier League of a game where we turned around the scores I think we may have done it against Wimbledon in the League Cup or like Sunderland in the League Cup one of those games I think we did but I don't think uh, it's happened in the Premier League this season we need to make sure we score first it's as simple as that if we can score first you know we've got a really good chance of holding on to victories or maybe even scoring more why why this happens, it's a confidence thing, it's a mentality thing, it's a lack of quality at times in the forward line especially. It's a lack of keys, uh, you know, to unlock. Wolves, yeah, true, Wolves. Very good point. Wolves is the one example. And we did that very late on, you know. It wasn't like we conceded uh, and then got it back in the first half. So there's the one example. There's the one example and we managed to do it very, very late on in the day. So whether or not we can do that again, I don't want to put it down to that. We, you know, we need to come back. Crystal Palace, I mean, Crystal Palace, we didn't win that game. Um, 
So we drew that two two and then and then lost you know the away game. So it's it's a frustration. Um, let's go to Cubix who says, "Hi Tom, uh, who would be your pick for eighth position in the transfer? What do you think about uh, Chuameni uh, from Monaco? I I like him a lot. I just don't think he's going to be coming to Arsenal. Uh, I think that he's going to be targeting you know the Liverpools and the Real Madrids of this world who are interested in him as well." Uh, for that number eight role, there are, you know, we've talked about James Ward-Prowse as someone who could possibly be that player. I'll tell you what, I'd prefer to sign James Ward-Prowse over someone like a Yuri Tielemans right now. I just think that James Ward-Prowse would offer a lot more to us than Yuri Tielemans. Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, I've talked about a lot. I disagree with those who feel that he can't play on the left-hand side. He has played on the left-hand side and has done it very, very, very well still. 27 years of age is a good age profile as well to sign someone who's coming into their prime for next season to help us push onwards into what we want to do. I think people obsess over the idea of signing early 20-year-olds, thinking that's the model that we've got. It's not the model. The model is about combining youth with world-class players. So if you can find a 26, 27, 28-year-old world-class player or you can get them for a reasonable figure or what's reflective of their value, go and do it. It's what the big teams need to do. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. Um, Axel says, would you keep Reese as a squad player and focus on signing two top strikers along with a quality midfielder like a Jesus Nunez and Gallagher would prefer Gakpo to Diaby, by the way. I think either Gakpo or Diaby would be very, very good signing. Speaking of Reese, let's have a quick check on our poll that we put up in today's show. 373 of you have voted, uh, still going up. If you're not already voting on that, make sure you do. And once you've voted on it, make sure you press a like on the video as well. But 376 votes now. 26% of you say no. Reese Nelson does not have a future at Arsenal. 74% of you saying no. Um, he doesn't have a future at Arsenal. That's damning. You know, 74% say no. I, I kind of agree. It's probably what I would have clicked on. I think that his future is, is does lie elsewhere. Feyenoord might even come in for him on a permanent deal. We'll have to wait and see. Arsenal just need to try and extract maximum value from these types of moves. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it, as Zana points out with the turning around, despite us turning that Wolves score around, it's a pretty rubbish record. And it's certainly something that we need to get better at. Um, number one lover says, Tom, that is the most disappointing poll ever. Well, when you've done as many good ones, you know, you can't always field the best ones, uh, I'm afraid. Sometimes we just need to get the, the, the general questions out there. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, the problem is all these teams like Liverpool, etc., is these top players go there and sit on the bench. And there's nothing wrong with that, Lynn, from their perspective, because you've got a team of brilliant players that you can exchange and swap out because teams like Liverpool and Man City can say to those players, sure, you might not be playing week in, week out, but you know what you will be doing? You'll be winning and competing for trophies every season. And that's why they're willing to not necessarily play every game, every week. Arsenal haven't got that stature back at the club yet. We can't guarantee people trophies and competition for titles and Champions Leagues yet. We need to elevate ourselves back into that position. And we are going to have to spend money to do that. We're going to have to be ruthless with our squad to do that. And I'm hoping that what we've seen over the last year is certainly signs of us doing those things to put us back into that position. Abe says, what do you think of Zielinski as a left-sided eight? Scores goals, really good dribbler and two-footed. Yep, Zielinski is someone I've mentioned before as a possibility. He's more, I look at him as more attacking than an eight. Kind of that hybrid eight, ten in a role that Erdogan is similar to quite playing at the moment. But uh, he is a very, very solid player. I think he's, what, 28? Zielinski? Let's have a quick check. 
Zielinski is 27, turns 28 in May. So, oh, to be fair, he turns 28 in two weeks. So, yeah, effectively he's 28, but not until he turns that age, remember? You're 27 until you're 28, but he'll be 28 at the start of next season. Neil says, Tom, I would go all out for Patrick Schick. Arsenal fans wanted Izak, who scored six goals, and Schick has scored 22 now, as far as I'm aware. Scored plenty of goals this season. I would much rather Schick over Izak. Amira says, have you heard that Jonathan David only has one goal in 18 games? Why do strikers not score once they're linked with us? Is this a sign that Jesus is the one? It's nothing to do with us being linked with them. Jonathan David's just going for a bit of a patch, as has Izak this season, as had Calvert-Lewin this season. It's just a situation that strikers have. Uh, It does put me off certain ones, Izak and Calvert-Lewin in particular. Jonathan David's an interesting one because he plays very different to both Isaac and Calvert-Lewin. He's not an out-and-out number nine. And he's got more potential to play in a team like Arsenal, I think, more successfully. But he's not, you know, he's not on my top tier of my strikers that I'd want to sign. Schick is still there. Um, Nunez is certainly there. And Lautaro Martinez is certainly there as well. So all of those three, I think, are my key forwards, along with Gabriel Jesus, of course, too. So... I look at those and think they're the best options for us in the summer. Uh, Axel says, what do you think of Kamada uh, from Frankfurt? We've been linked with him before. I'm just not sure we play the right system for Kamada. We don't play really with that out-and-out 10. And on the left-hand side, I don't think that he would get in above, say, Smith-Rowe and Martinelli at the moment. But if we played with a 10, then, you know, yeah. I would absolutely be open to that, but I'm not sure that we do right now. Uh, John says, would you keep Xhaka? One, I don't think we've got much choice. Um, I think he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. But if he's a squad player and we've brought in someone that's better than him, then we're getting a bloody good midfielder, which I think shows you kind of how good Xhaka is. If we're signing someone better than Xhaka, we're getting a hell of a midfielder. So I would keep him, but I'd hope that we'd sign someone better than him in the summer. Marcus says, is Calvert-Lewin that bad? He's in a bad team and still scored similar to Laka in a lot less games. It's not that he's bad. He's just not of the level that I want for a striker now. My expectations of who we should go for have arisen since seeing these links to players like Gabriel Jesus, who is better, in my opinion, than Calvert-Lewin. So he's not bad. He's just not as good as players that we could sign in my view. Uh, Answer says, would any of the teams above us want James Ward-Prowse? Yes, Man City and uh, Manchester United are both linked to him. Uh, Number one lover says, Tom, would you consider any of the players from Watford? Loser uh, looked a little bit tidy. Yeah, the only one I'd look to is Ismail Assar as a possible depth option at right wing if we move on Pepe, but his injury record is pretty bad. Uh, Deep Eleven says, Laka hasn't broken scoring records, has he? Not particularly, no. Uh, Number One Lover says, uh, sorry, let's go up to Freddie, who says, what's your prediction for the Spurs game tomorrow? Prediction for the Spurs game. Good question. I think it's going to be 2-1 Liverpool. That's that's my school prediction. And we'll be doing a preview show this afternoon, so make sure you get your predictions in for that show. You'll be able to join us. I'm probably going to do it at six o'clock. So let us know. I'll make sure I confirm that in the Discord server and we'll make sure we invite plenty of people on uh, to get involved with that one. We're going to wrap things up there. Before we do, let's have a quick check on the final results of the poll. 433 have voted. Still 26% say yes. 74% say no. Very, very interesting indeed. Still people thinking mainly Reese Nelson will leave the club in the summer despite having a year left 
on his deal. Thank you so much for tuning in, people. Drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it. I'll see you this afternoon for the preview show. And of course, I'll see you at 10 a.m. in just over an hour's time over on the Arsenal way. Link is in the description for this morning's Arsenal Roundup and Agenda show. And of course, you can check out my interview with Joao Traliel, Nuno Tavares' former coach at Benfica, to learn all about him on the channel on the Arsenal way as well. So make sure you go and give that a check out and leave a comment with your thoughts as always. Have a great day, people. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.